World News Motorsport Report. The results from last weekend's NASCAR ARCA race series event at Daytona in the United States. Uh, the race was won by Bobby Gerhardt. He's not pretty at all, though. Uh, second, Mark Thompson. Rubbish. No boobs whatsoever there. Uh, third, John West Townley. He hasn't got nice hair. Uh, fourth, James Bashir. Ugh, don't want to look at his bottom. Uh, fifth, Patrick Shelter. Utterly useless. Don't fancy him whatsoever. But most importantly, in sixth place, and basically should have won on merit, it's Danica Patrick. Um, I like her a lot. I like the way she like drives the car and stuff. And she looks really good. Her hair's really shiny. I'd like to kiss her. Hello, speedsters. I'm Gareth. He's Richard. Hello. He's Zog. Hello. And the countdown stands at about 30 days to the start of the F1 season. And I know I speak for every sad maniac who downloads this programme, including the three sad maniacs around this microphone, when I say I'm genuinely excited about this. It is genuinely excited. I'm very excited. Genuinely. Did anyone follow Valencia testing last week? Not as um, devotedly as you did. Did you, Uh, Zog? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. There was a live sort of report thing via tweet and via Autosport, which is no, I was yeah, dipping I in. I wasn't following the live but not. You were, you were right on it, weren't you? I was monitoring it live as it went out, as the Ferraris went out, and then the BMW Sauber that's got a Ferrari engine went out. Bonkers. And who was that? Did somebody suggest it to you on your Twitter feed? That the reason it's still called BMW Sauber Ferraris is because they couldn't be bothered to order new stations. Exactly, which is the correct answer. <laughs> I, I'm almost certain of it. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> because it actually makes no sense. But anyway, <laughs> I think their name will change by the first race, but because they were entered as BMW Sauber, yeah, oh, okay. I think it has to do. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's complex. Administration, admin stuff. Well, since you were calling it the closest, yeah. what to you was the biggest surprise of testing? That the Williams looks just like a cricket bat. Fair enough. That was the biggest surprise. (laughs) The Ferraris seem to be quick out the box. Well, Well, that's the thing, yeah. That's what... Yeah, to me that was the biggest thing. Let, you know, let's not get quick. carried away, right? They, apparently they were doing short runs on a light fuel load. Yeah, it's just testing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, testing. Yeah, don't get too excited about But it, I'd but be confident if I were Ferrari. Ross Braun, or Ross Mercedes, as I believe is his name. He's now no, changed no. his name to yeah. the, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said that he the Ferraris looked quick and that the McLarens were solid and that the... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> He'd been over and tapped them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that the uh, Mercedes GP car, that doesn't sound right. It's a bit somehow. odd, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, you'll, I, it's like I, being I, in the 30s. Halfway yeah. through the season, you'll be used to it. I think it'll yeah, be, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give it a couple it's of races. Like what was his name? Brown, Brown Schiff or something? The uh, Rosenbauger? The, I'm thinking Rosemeyer. That's uh, it. Bernd Rosemeyer. Yeah, uh, Bernd Rosemeyer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Great, great. I think he was driving, he changed the name to didn't Michael he, Schumacher. He drove for Auto Union, didn't he? Yeah. As and well. He set a, a sort of an unofficial speed record for driving on a public road um, okay. obviously closed public road rather than one that's in use back in the 1930s the British had a bit of a strangle on the kind of outright land speed record you know mm. go anywhere with any kind of car and how fast can you make it go mm. uh, Germany similarly had a stranglehold on the speed record set on a public road yeah, right. um, I suppose to some extent showcasing you know their lovely new autobahns yes. but, but Rosemar was killed attempting to beat the 268 mile an hour speed record that Rudolf Caraccioli had set 
that morning. So okay. yeah, speed record on a public road is about is almost 270 miles an hour, and it was set in 1938. That's that pretty is amazing. Isn't it? Really yeah. is incredible. Uh, they were fabulous machines. Then I've been reading a little They're bit about very the, brave men. The golden age of motor racing, as it's called. And I had a conversation with a mate the other day who reckons that we are now entering a new golden age of Formula One where you have yeah, this whole new tranche did you like the way I said that? I like the way I said mm. tranche of uh, new teams or old teams back again if you will forgive Lotus the Sins um, <laughs> but you have this situation where you have Jensen and Lewis in the same team both you know sequential world champions consecutive world champions yeah. that's you know this is like the McLaren in the 90s with Senna and Prost you yeah know. but even more so sort of uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah along with the returnee Schumacher it's just almost too exciting that's a good one Hamilton and Button Who's Senna? Who's Prost? Oh, good question. Uh, well, I, I think it's pretty obvious, actually, because I think I would say Hamilton is Senna because he's just, you know, absolute yeah. uh, super Ruthless. talent. Ruthless, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Button is Prost because of the smoothness. Exactly Absolute, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would not disagree with that. Really, there is that. Yeah. But anyway, that, yeah. that's that. And, 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 and I was going to say maybe um, a slight caveat to comparing Jensen to Prost is simply that... Not as good. Well, Prost, <laughs> <laughs> he did win a few championships. Yeah, uh, and, uh, if anyone's you know, good at Photoshop, though, and they fancy putting Button and Hamilton's heads onto Prost and Senna in those rather cool Marlborough yeah. overalls that they used to have, overalls, Nomex, race suits, whatever, <laughs> overalls, uh, overalls <laughs> boiler suits that they used to have back then. Uh, knock yourself out and then send it to us and we'll look at it and we'll describe it in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well it's a on brilliant, It's a great audio thing. So, it's a competition. Um, yeah. uh, McLaren, the McLaren's car, I described it as the kitchen knife. Do you know, I think it looks like a kitchen knife, a bread knife with that very high shark's fin that actually yeah. connects to the rear wing. Yes, it mm. does. That's yeah. a first. Two years ago, they had the potato peeler with that bridge mm. front wing. So they're yeah. staying in the kitchen. There, I like, which is good, very consistent. Uh, this is sorry to interrupt, but this is one of the interesting things actually about now the cars have all been revealed. Pretty much that the variations, that there's some similarities, but there's also uh, variations. The Ferrari, mm. very pointy, very pointy, very mm. pointy, very very pointy. But then a lot of other ones are sort of going the McLaren route, and then the Mercedes is actually sort of very interesting, very sort of fluid front end, do you know what I mean? That sort of, it's got very wavy, very sculpted, yeah. interesting. I think it looks like a dolphin. I, I tweeted up a stupid, <laughs> did you see that? A stupid yes. picture of a dolphin with Patronus and Mercedes sponsorship and MIG sponsorship on the side. It does have quite a sort of, the nose does make a nice little sort of leap. Yeah. Over the, yeah. It's yeah. A, what, what's that, Schumacher? What? <laughs> He'll be talking to his car, won't he, and understanding it. There'll be something going on. Okay, I think the Mercedes, it's not really a Mercedes. Mercedes is a big white or silver thing from the 1930s. It's a brawn. Yes. I'm sorry, it's a brawn. Also, you know, uh, I saw in the press a couple of times people going, return of the silver arrows. And it's like, well, the car's not silver, it's grey. It's grey. The McLaren is silver and looks yeah. rather good on it, but the, yeah. the Mercedes yeah. is grey and it's rather dismal somehow. Yeah, grey arrows doesn't sound quite no. good. <laughs> the grey arrows. <laughs> that sounds more like a really awful aerial display team. They just think yeah. they, the they don't do anything exciting. <laughs> they just fly around in circles. An arthritic. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't, they don't do any loop the loop. And formation <laughs> stuff just fly past <laughs> waving slowly no look it's the grey arrows oh. so we've got the grey arrows and hooray the yellow Renault looks yeah, great yeah now that's a blast from the past I yeah. can't wait to hear what Eddie Jordan has to say that, given oh, that he starts God, well, he's just every question normally yeah, with shut up. when yeah, I was back in Jordan gone and gone, and, uh, uh, got a little looks, model 
of uh, what's exactly like it's a Renault Alpine 442B winner at Le Mans, Le Mans 1978 car. by Peroni and Jussard of course and it's the same paint scheme almost exactly apart from the elf bit as the new R30 I think it's called isn't it the new yeah. Renault yeah and it's great I love it I love a yellow See, car see now it's funny you should mention the elf thing because I think there should be some laws about who has to sponsor certain Formula 1 yep. teams Renault yeah. elf elf yep. that's right Lotus yeah. yep. JPS that's right yeah. yeah yeah it is a law yeah uh, if Porsche, whatever they do, golf. Yeah, go- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we like them on the Astons. We've discussed this before. Golf looks great on anything, but yeah. really, if Porsche do any motorsport, golf—that's yeah. the law. Martini are allowed to sponsor Porsche as well, of course. Yes, but that's they and Lancia. only if Lancia aren't doing anything. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, yeah. yes, I'll give you that. Okay, or Williams. If Alitalia are busy and don't want to do Lancia. Williams have got to be blue and white, or blue, white, and yellow. Yeah, got, got, got to be the law. Yeah, and they're, they're, yeah. they're getting closer again to it this year, aren't they? With the with the uh, the new oh, what is it? What's the, what, the Williams FW twenty five? Is it? Is it twenty five? Oh, good man for doing that. But what, watch Hulkenberg. He's going to thrash old Ruby. I love Ruby, but I think uh, Hulkenberg will, will do him, man. Right. Yeah, Hulkenberg is good. He's, he's, he's the best. Yeah, the best. The, the best. No, the I'm best. The, I think he's exceptional. Are you aware of, for example, who uh, Mercedes have got driving for them? Well, are you aware yeah, okay. of who McLaren have got driving <laughs> for them? <laughs> uh, are uh, you aware, can I say, from the left field as well, are you aware of who Sauber have got driving for them, who did rather well in testing, Kobayashi? Uh, yeah, Kamui yeah, Kobayashi. I'm really looking forward to seeing him yeah, back, yeah. you know, with a proper, a proper drive for the whole year. Yeah, really looking forward to that seeing that. That car's been bonkers quick, hasn't it? The mm. Sauber. Bonkers. Yeah. It has. So far. But is that real speed? Is that real pace? Or um, Who can tell? I mean, you know, I know they're not allowed to run underweight anymore, but even so, that seems to come from nowhere. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you know, you'd have expected, you know, maybe the Red Bull to be quick. Obviously the McLaren and the Mercedes, but but, but remember the BMW were developing next year's car when the announcement was made oh, to pull the it's plug. Honda and Brown syndrome all over Isn't again. It just? <clears throat> This'll yes, teach maybe. him. That's what exactly, they're saying in yeah. Hinwill. <laughs> right, so Red Bull, we haven't seen the Red Bull yet, but by the time this programme's up, we may well have seen it. We've seen the Toro Rosso, which mm-hmm. looks like the Red Bull. Very smart. Force India, we haven't seen yet. The Virgin Racing Car, the VR01. They did this online launch, mm. didn't they? And, um, <laughs> which didn't happen. And it hasn't been... Um, they haven't actually been testing it, have they? They, they had 60 kilometres of proving in Silverstone on the national circuit, but they haven't yeah, measured the, the Valencia. No, exactly, yeah, no, exactly. A couple of weeks. Um, someone said it looks like an indie car, someone pointed out, and it mm. does, actually. But I think that's the colour scheme as much as anything, because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a... It looks a bit like a Texaco. Is it Texaco or Valvoline? It's sort of black and red. Yeah, and then the, so there's more sort of... The way the colours are laid out on the car, the way that the colours sort of sweep around mm. and, you know, and the way that you get sort of banding of colour on some of the surfaces. I'm describing this very poorly, but the point is the way the colours are laid out on the car, it just looks more American than traditional yeah, yeah. Uh, F1. <laughs> right, well, you're going to do a bit of artwork. First thing you're going to need is a large canvas to paint on. A little bit of back paint on the back. Can you see that? A little bit of black there. And dab of red on the nose. There. A little Aboriginal artwork on the front wing. Paint, a little side pod sticking out there, and then all you got to do is white paint on the rear. It says Virgin. <laughs> can you tell what it is yet? Is it an indie car? Mm, no, not quite. Step Metro, we're going at Joe Dunn's feet. Absolutely metal. 
Hey, so um, I, I meant to say something before about the Renault. Yeah. I thought you might have brought up already. Yeah. That it looks a bit like a Jordan. It does look like a blooming Jordan in all its yellow and black glory. For it's the red bits on the wing end. That bring it in as well. It's the whole buzzing Hornets look. It's yeah, very yeah. much, you know, I'm sure it's accidental. I'm sure they weren't intending to do that. Yeah. But not just the red, but also the way that they've got sort of black sort of teeth. Yes. serrations yeah. in parts of it. Yeah, yeah. It's got that very... No, yeah. I don't mind that because I think it's a very groovy-looking car, possibly yeah. my favourite colour scheme, whether it's the retro harking back to Renaults of the 70s or that it's a sort of a strange, yeah. unwitting nod to the buzzing Hornets Jordans. The only thing that, that fills me with dread about it is how much Eddie Jordan is going to bang <laughs> on and on about this <laughs> in the F1 coverage. But, and this is newborn Renault because it's run by Eric Boulier, who, uh, Boulier, who, uh, who I know... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he he ran the Dams team. He ran the uh, Team A1 France in the first, well, the first few years of, of A1 GP. And, of course, put the first uh, World Cup of Motorsport champions, Premat and uh, Lapierre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also had involvement in running the Swiss team as well at that point and was streets ahead of everyone else. A very, very accomplished guy. And I'm thrilled that he's a Renault because he's definitely skilled, definitely skilled. Mm. And I'm hoping that Renault do well. With um, old Misery Guts. Like stock cube. Yes, Eric Soup. Eric Soup. Yeah, I like him. Soup. <laughs> um, so, but we've got uh, Kubica in there, hooray. And Vitaly Petrov, who came runner up in uh, GP2 last year, I believe. Now, is and he the brings... first Russian driver ever in F1? Is he first. Uh... Ever, ever. I think he is, ever, ever. Oh, yeah, uh, I think he is. I can't, I can't think of another. Apart Who's from uh... Damon Hilsky and uh, yeah. yes, of course. Eddie Irvinov. Uh, and, uh, You're trying to think we should have prepared this in advance, shouldn't we? <laughs> but uh, once again, we didn't. Uh, I, yes, um, I can't think of any puns. Uh, let's, let's just move on. Um, yes, who brings with him a great deal of private sponsorship, basically his dad and his dad's mates, as far as I can work out. Well, he actually admitted oh, really? this. Yeah, right. Is that right? He's Petrol bringing money. a load of money with him. Good and, lad, thank uh, you very much. And, you know, normally that would be corporate sponsors, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, yes, I've got... IBM sponsor me, but no, he has his basically his dad and his dad's mates who are all, I guess, Russian oligarchs have, have just fronted up to, to provide the cash. So he is, I suppose, uh, a pay driver, but one that could be quite. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah he is decent complete, enough, isn't he? He's, not, he's, he's not, no Taco yeah, Nui. He's done okay, so. Um... Sadly. Well, at least it wasn't Jack, and it could have been. Well, could you know about been. this, don't you? Yeah, because of the. Jack f- Villeneuve. That Jack f- Villeneuve, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Your favourite driver. Yes, oh um, yeah. Because it's now the Genie Group who own the Renault brand uh, for Formula One racing, or 80% of it, something like that, which is kind of bonkers in my It view. is a bit weird, isn't it? If mm. I was Renault, I'd be slightly worried, as much as what if the Genie Group that's decided to write massively racist slogans down the side, <laughs> Renault, and then something unacceptable, <laughs> that you just go, well, no, please stop you, I'm making us look bad. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it either. Exactly. Yeah. It's a strange position, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's going to go wrong. I'm sure they wouldn't, but... Ah, uh... oh, wait till you see you come to the first race. It'll just say, Renault, bum. Yeah. <laughs> because they can. <laughs> yeah, they could just change the name, the name of the team to the Renault Turd Formula One team or something <laughs> like that. The Renault, or just something that's, uh, that would remind people of bad things whenever they were looking to buy a new medium-sized hatchback. The Renault Rotting Meat team. And you'd go, oh, I'm thinking about a Focus, but I might get a Megane. Bleah, no, Renault. Flies. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, smells. <laughs> so that leaves us with the teams who have not yet emerged, and some may or may not emerge at all. Lotus, Yana, 
yellow and hakey, their new car, it's not going to be black, is it? Because that colour's been bagged by uh, the Virgin team. Mm. Um, you know, there's a competition on Twitter to name the two Virgin cars, and people yes. are coming up with some very clever names, some very stupid names. Yes. To, to name the cars? Yeah. Yes. In, yeah. What, in what sense? Well, in the way that Virgin Aircraft have all got names like Scarlet gotcha. Lady, yeah. Memphis okay. Belle. Right. Yeah. I know, Saucy not Memphis Belle. Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Penelope was always my favourite. Really? Oh, yes, okay. lovely. Yeah. Virginia Plain. Oh. See, they're all Virgin good. release okay. songs, you see. Yeah, yeah. I so see apply that to the car. But the best one, someone I saw, came up with Race Ship 1 and Race Ship 2. <laughs> like uh, Virgin right. Galactic. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I just remember. Sorry, two. wasn't OMD's Enola Gay released on Virgin? It, it probably was. was. Yes, it don't was. want to put that on an aeroplane again. Enola Gay. <laughs> not when you're one. racing at Suzuka again. No, not a good <laughs> idea. No. no. I suggested Max Jaffa and Emma Peel because that car's not red. It's orange. It's signal red, which is practically orange, isn't it? Yeah, I noticed that. That it looked red in the first photos or mm. whatever those, those things. But then I saw another one where it was. You're right. It's orangey. Like an XR3. Do you remember the old XR3 signal red? Yeah, but that was red. I think it just went orange over time in the same way. That <laughs> red, red. How short a well, I don't know. It's like a Golf GTIs as well. Those, you know, you, you sometimes occasionally still see an '80s Golf GTI that's not been looked after, and it's basically pink. The red just fades out. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, the yellow tends to fade out, and you go mm. to a more magentary kind of colour. Magenta seems to last mm. better. So the Lotus car, we hope, will be green or red, like Gold Leaf sponsorship, something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, more green, I think. I think they they probably go for if they're trying to remind you of old school Lotuses, they'll probably go for the uh, uh, green. Do they have any sponsors? Who are sponsoring them? But Air Asia will be sponsoring the car, uh, certainly, because. because they practically own it, don't they? Do the acceptable face on? of budget airlines yeah, or something, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Campos, will we see their car? Who knows? They can barely pay Delara, allegedly, who are building or designing or both the chassis for them. Hey, hey, do you want to hear something funny? Go on. USF1. US. Listen, the name. Let's see if they turn up The name has unfortunate connotations. If I say that something to you is US, what does it mean, Zog? Uh, oh, that, that, I wouldn't use that, mate. It's US. Unserviceable. Unsuitable, yeah. unserviceable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Useless. It's a, it's a military thing. A friend yeah, of mine's yeah. dad used to be in the RAF, and, and he always used to, he's a big Scottish guy, and he. He, he always used to go, oh, it's US, that's US. You know, yeah. it was like they always say, but they, they, his family used to just use it, they'd mock him. He'd go, oh, I've got a headache. And they'd go, why is, why is your head US, Dad? Is your head yeah. Because <laughs> it was his little mantra, but that's the first time I'd ever heard it. So, yeah. unfortunately, US F1, it's like they're the F1. useless F1 team. Yeah. Poor lame. But Stefan. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 no, there's the proper comedy entry. Stefan GP are sending a 40-foot truck of equipment to Bahrain, just in case, at the last minute, Bernie says, it's all right, come on, onto the track with your driver, who is... Ralph Schumacher, apparently. That's what it said. Oh, Can you believe it? It's I mean, almost like they were... Because it also... Is, is Nigel Stepney not involved? Yes, he well? is! Yes, Nigel Stepney, who was involved in the whole... Light, no, Ligate, what do we call it? We don't call it uh, Ferrari Gate. Photocopier. Well, photocopier, Xerox Gate. Photocopier incident. At McLaren, and he's now... Uh, t- this lot. Oh so oh, just to check, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting any day to read that the the team principal is Flav. It's like they're <laughs> assembling everything that's awful and manky about the Formula One of the last few years into one. Um, 
hateful conglomerate because uh, there's someone else who's involved with it as well, who's disgraced in some way or was just generally lousy. I forget really? now. Re- what, what, Ralph? I mean, well, well you got Ralph. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph as form, but no, there's somebody else. I, I just, I, I'd rather see the day. I'm sure. And I just thought this is a rogues gallery team. Matt and that Mosley guy who owns it, probably, yeah, yeah, well, he's probably there. He's probably, probably the, the money behind it or something. Except that there is that guy who owns it and there, and there was a picture they put out some pictures you see this and one of them was in the workshop leaning on the back of a Toyota Formula 1 car that was still all in the Panasonic colours now you expect he's going to give it a quick blow over with some rattle cans just before they go to the and, race and did you read the grammar of that PR release it was written it was so, the most appalling English I mean yeah. I know my Ukrainian <laughs> isn't very good or Georgian or whatever it is but the English was just abysmal it, mm. it was funnier funnier than the sketches on this programme well, it's uh, not always difficult is it really <laughs> if I was Bernie if they turned up you'd just go I don't know he never would but you'd say I'll tell you what go on get out there back of the grid or you could start from the pit lane but let's be honest, give everyone a laugh. Have a go. Why not? Have a go. Knock yourself out. Ralph, get out there. See what you can do. Because it's going to be unmitigated awfulness from start to finish. But it, it'll give us all a smile. It has been quite a few years since we had a, since we had a, you know, a, you know, a truly team. awful team out on, uh, on track. So maybe this is the chance. And do you know why? I, th- I think, I'm guessing, but I think Bernie is supporting this bid from Stefan GP because they're going to be really hopeless because they'll be untested. They'll I'm be... guessing money, but yeah, tell me for something yeah. else. Well, um, I, I think it's also not just money, but it's to put pressure on the new teams to deliver. Look, guys, snapping the old Stefan are there. Mm. But yeah, also, okay. yep. he, he can't lose. You know, if one of them drops out, Stefan are in, perhaps, if they'll allow it. Even if they get in, it's going to make the other teams look a little bit better, isn't it? So it'll make the newer teams, the new old teams, back in. It's a win-win. Okay, yeah. Can't lose. Well, we're here, something, something occurred to me the other day because uh, there's this there's the thing they're going to change qualifying again with the tyres and that's all. But the point, well, so, yeah. sorry, the sorry, point, sorry, points for the, the race, yeah, yeah. yeah, qualifying, slight tweaks. But then also, Bernie, the rantings of a lunatic said, uh, "What about this thing with shortcuts? Oh, yeah, there's well, shortcuts on the circuit. You can use them everyone. I've worked out where hang, he got on, this from. It, hold on, just let's not assume that these guys know what we're talking about here Bernie said recently that one way to spice up F1 was to introduce shortcuts Mm. and you could use it four times out of five well four or five times in the race you could you you know you could take the shortcut across the chicane that's that's what he was talking about sometimes people do by accidents in places like uh, Spa or somewhere it happens anyway or Le Mans where they've got them and they've got those polystyrene things and it's always quite good when a car breaks too late and goes through them because they go no, I've worked out where he got that idea from. Uh, Super Mario. Uh, no, he's just... <laughs> it's, it's the, the barely day goes by when he's not walking down the street and someone goes, Oi, shortcut! And he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he misheard them. The FIA is delighted to announce the new points system for the Formula One World Drivers Championship. For the 2010 season, the points awarded at each race will run as follows. First place, 25 points. Second place, 8 points. Third place, 19.6 points. Fourth place, a picture of a dog. Fifth place, 103,409 points. Sixth place, a holiday for two in Tenerife. Seventh place, your family will be spared. And eighth place, the eternal gratitude of the peoples of Sweden. Good. I hope that's completely clear. Okay, your nominations, gentlemen. Worst job in history. Right, is it the 
people who have to clean out the sewers for us? Is it them? No? Is it the Welsh women in the 19th century who used to scrape dog poo off the pavements of South Wales to use them in the process of tanning leather? Was that the worst job in history? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Horse urine and dog sh- we both used in leather processing, yeah. historically. Yeah. Ah, that would explain why Dog Eshley in North Wales, where I have some relatives, um, it has a tannery in town, and uh, and the whole the whole town smells awful a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that does explain it quite rationally. Or is the worst job in history been Toyota's PR man in 2010, which has got to be one of the most difficult gigs you can ever have? Yeah, it's, bad. It, it's certainly just got a lot trickier. Yeah. It all started with, uh, they don't have the Aorus in America, do they? Have the Corolla in America? Yeah. And, uh, and there's, have there been any incidents in Europe of this unexpected acceleration? Yes, they have. Mm, have they I, I believe they, they have. What, actual think, documented ones where people have been hurt and stuff? Or, or, like, uh, I'm not sure about any injuries, but as I understand it, yes, some British Toyota drivers had taken their cars to dealers, had asked them about it. Oh, uh, OK, um, right. And the dealers didn't know much about it, didn't, didn't know what was going on, which mm. is the surprising thing. Before Christmas, I spent a short week in a Toyota. Was it a terrifying death ride and you shouldn't have driven it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just turned into the Daily Mail then. Yeah, it, it Immigrants was... killed Princess Diana! <laughs> House prices, cancer, give and you homeopathy that. works. Do you know what it was? You see their front page, don't drive your Toyota. What a, yeah, can I just yeah, say, yeah, just yeah. now, because I've got off my chest, what a hateful appalling, cancerous influence on our society, the Daily Mail is. No, if yeah, I could no, 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 Richard, no, I no, Richard, no, Richard, it's not that good. <laughs> really, honestly. I mean, because the thing is, the Daily Express is so awful, it's comedy and no one takes it seriously, at least you hope not. But the Daily Mail, people... Have you ever seen middle-aged women, who are their basic constituency, reading the Daily Mail? And they have a Daily Mail face, and it's as if someone's just forced an onion wrapped mm. in lemon juice into their mouth, and they're going, mm, because they're so appalled at... Immigrants killing Princess Diana, giving us cancer on property prices! <laughs> but they're somewhat uh, reassured by being offended by it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. of course they are. The culture of fear, it's pathetic. And yeah. if you're... You work for the Daily Mail and listen to this. I hope you're ashamed of yourself. It wasn't a terrifying death ride, my Aventis. It was a perfectly acceptable, very, very, very nice and very sensible car, which had That'd something like... Like a typical driving a Toyota, really. Uh, well, this is it. This is it. I'm, this is what I'm coming to, you see. This car was perfectly good. Absolutely perfectly good. In the way that a Ford Mondeo is perfectly good. There's absolutely nothing you can fault about it. It might not ignite the soul. It is an appliance. It is a device which works every time you turn it on. Mm. It was fab. And something I didn't realise until I read afterwards, it was a continuously variable transmission, six-speed. Mm. I, I thought you were going to say something you didn't realise until you read afterwards was that it was actually a Ford Mondeo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the it Ford Mondeo good, is beyond it? perfectly good. The Ford Mondeo actually has a little bit of something Charisma. to it, but it's a nice, it's a, mm. a really properly good driver's car. Oh, I, but the, I guess, I don't know, I've not driven the new event. Welsh car, you see, Richard Barry-Jones. I have to say that, I'm obliged to say uh, that. I'm yes, yes. Only just, though. One of his last, I think. Yeah. But the, the event is absolutely fab. There was no unexpected acceleration, which is a bit of a shame. Might have made it a bit more <laughs> exciting. But it was it was a fab car. Slightly weird to park. For some reason, I really struggled getting into gaps. And I drive, as you know, all sorts of cars. Big cars, little cars. But there was something about this car that I couldn't quite place right. I couldn't see. And I don't know. It's, it's an odd waste of space. And I don't mean that in mm. a bad way. It's halfway between an estate car, nice, low, long, 
and an MPV. Tall. But you don't sit tall in it, so you've got a bit of headroom and stuff. Mm. And I think you sit a bit too low in the car. It was a bit odd. It didn't need to be quite as tall as that. You know, it's approaching the urban cruiser. Sorry, the prostitute picking up sort of car. That's what it... Mm. it, It's approaching that with its tallness. It's just... It's not quite all the way there, but just enough. I don't know if I'm alone here, Zog, but I literally can't imagine what the Toyota Avensis looks like. No, no. I'm really struggling. I think... It's quite slab-sided, isn't it's it? It's slab-sided. Quite, quite it's got a, quite a bluff front with that big old grill because mm. it is mm. quite tall for an estate car. It's, it's almost MPV tall. Perfectly good. I'm sure it's very nice. Um, yeah. It, you know, if you want a reliable car. Which brings me to, to a point I was going to make. This throttle recall thing, if people ask me what kind of car they should buy and they have no interest in cars... I always tell them to buy a Japanese car because I don't that's want right. them ringing me up and going, "You idiot! You tell me to buy that car that's now broken down." So I always, always tell them to buy a Japanese car if they, if they don't, if they just want, as you were saying, you know, a device that goes around and stops and things. And I still think throttle pedal problems or not, uh, a Toyota will do that. And I would still recommend a Toyota to someone. But yeah, I tell you what's interesting is that there is obviously a, a witch hunt on now. The Daily <laughs> Mail is involved in, of course. The, Hang on, it's the Daily <laughs> Mail. Don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and um, so uh, people are thinking that Toyotas are unsafe and there's this witch hunt and you know the Prius is being recalled now apparently because of an unrelated problem if you go to the Vehicle Standards Agency website in the UK and have a look at recalls you'll be amazed as yeah. a, just as a case in point the BMW X5 and X6 were subject to a recall at the end of last year for potential brake failure yeah. now well, that means there's a thousand minor league footballers who are in great peril <laughs> And and this received no coverage whatsoever. Yeah, because it's perfectly normal. And this is the thing. Yeah, the recalls happen these all the time. Precisely. Do you know yeah. my favourite recall of all time? We're just in terms of sheer patheticness for one of the worst cars I've ever driven. The City Rover. The nail in the coffin of our Rover last Rover. national car maker. Just after they went bust, actually, there was a recall on the City Rover because... On models were fitted with wheel trims rather than alloys, the wheel trims were so badly designed that the edges of them under hard cornering could cut into the side of the tyre and cause an unexpected puncture. So they that had is to, pretty poor. They basically recalled them to have the wheel trims taken off. It was bizarre. Mm, you really? sometimes saw them that around that time, either with mm. Halford's trims on, which the dealer, <laughs> who basically didn't know look. where his next quid was coming from because the parent company had gone bust, had just stuck some Halford trims on, or just going around with no wheel trims on at all. For which, is always, I think, which I always think of as a sort of quite a, quite a plain uh, sort of unmarked police, police car. car. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's true, uh, isn't it? <laughs> it may be morally questionable to feel sorry for one of the world's, well, the world's biggest car manufacturer or yeah. any multinational corporation yeah. but I do genuinely feel sorry for Toyota at the moment they are a product of their own success they're suffering from their own success the well you yeah you expect higher standards of Toyota because they have set the bar so high for quality in, yeah. in their production quality in the production of everyday items until they uh, set up Lexus they were you know very much in the business of producing everyday cars mm. Not luxury vehicles, but doing it incredibly well and yeah. refining the process of doing it, constantly yeah. improving their manufacturing. They've set that bar very high, so if you can't maintain that kind of standard all the time, it's no surprise. That's mm. just what mm. happens, you know, when mm. you make millions and millions and millions of things, yeah. some of those things, particularly when we'll they're complicated wrong. things, yes. will go wrong. And of wrong. course, they're, they're, and they're, they're a victim of their own cleverness because, and the reason why they're the biggest car company in the world, and also why largely they make profit, is because they standardise things. And so you can tell what generation a Toyota is. 
Look at the exterior door handles because uh-huh. they just settle on one design pretty mm, much. Maybe use two. It use it across everything. Mm. Have a look at Toyota. It will always have the same electric mirror switch and it yeah. will always have the same column stalks pretty yeah. much. They just standardise and then turn them out. So obviously this throttle pedal assembly standardised because there you get economies of scale also in the most part I think they probably believe it's a proven design uh, but they've been hoisted by their own petard here because I think a lot of car companies that would have been you know if it was Ford I, I, I imagine I don't know if you know more do write in but I would imagine maybe the Mondeo has one sort of throttle assembly but it's not the same as the one on the Fiesta mm-hmm. or the same as the one in the Transit and therefore if this thing happened it would just affect the Mondeo and it wouldn't get in the papers as much because of that don't put all that. your eggs in one basket you yeah. know they split mm-hmm. up it's, it's for the same reason why airlines like Virgin don't fly an exclusively Boeing fleet Quite yeah. deliberately. Half the fleet's Boeing, half the fleet is Airbus. Yeah. So if the Boeing fleet, or any element in Boeing is, is grounded, they've still got half their fleet. You know, mm. it, it protects them because of the economies of scale. Oh, well, the micro scale. That's, that's why the co pilot and the captain never have the same food. Exactly. It's the same thinking. But yeah. that's an interesting thing, though, the comparison with aviation, because it does happen, you know, relatively speaking, it happens a lot more often in aviation that all of the Airbus A320s around the world or all of the Boeing 747 400s or whatever it is are grounded for a short time because something happens that reveals a possible problem and it's in all of the examples of that particular model have been checked out by engineers to see whether they've got the same corrosion happening on that particular pin in the tail Mm. but you can't do that with cars so it requires a different approach if you were richard porter or zog in a car which suddenly seemed to be you know all the accelerators sticking up what would you do well this has happened to me actually uh, years ago, in a uh, Rover 414 hire car. It's pretty uh, obvious, isn't it, what you do? Well, just dip the clutch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, if and it's then, and then or yeah, it's automatic. If you automatically you just knock, knock it into it. neutral, you can do that in an automatic mm. car, probably deliberately. There's no shift block on it like there is trying to get out of park or going from drive through to reverse where you have to have your foot on the brake. Drive to neutral is just, just not going to leave it forward. Simple mm. as that. So, to bring this whole thing to a conclusion, you know what I suggest? Toyota don't recall any of their cars. We recall all the stupid people who don't seem to have the ability to make that leap when necessary. They shouldn't be driving. Yeah. Mm. selection. <laughs> it's quite dark, almost worthy of the Daily Mail! Are you an immigrant? You're affecting the price of my house and giving me AIDS, which is killing Princess Diana! <laughs> You've been listening to the rant of Richard Porter. Goodbye. And Zog. Goodbye. And me, Gareth. See you in about 12 days. Bye. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!